Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Podcast Land to Dental Ailments. This is April. You probably haven't heard me in a while because Cindy's been kind of taking the reins. Okay. Yes, yes, but I am here as well today, so you get both of us. Yeah, it's been a lot of work time on my end. Cindy doesn't really work. She sits at home, so that's why. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I sit at home, so therefore I get to do all the work because I sit at home. That's right. So really, I'm doing twice <laughs> as much work. No, no, Cindy... Cindy's the the wizard behind the curtain working on the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, now that we got that straightened out. No. Right. So what, what have you been up to besides uh, besides work? What kind of anything else? Well, let's see. In, in Beerland, we had an mm. event across the state lines at, uh, at Fort Vancouver at the Air Museum. So that was a lot of fun to see some familiar faces we haven't seen in a long time. Is it okay to be drinking and flying? No. Okay. So I uh, manning any or will man any planes. Just got to see him come in. Okay. Just museum and just watching the sober. Well, no, no, we, we, we did collaborations. So there was 36 breweries represented for 18 collaborations, 18 different ty- types of beers. Oh my gosh. And was this open to the public? Yes. Well, how come I wasn't invited? Well, we like to keep the riffraff out. So that's why I didn't tell mm-hmm. you about it. Oh, I see. I see. I get, I get it now. That's okay because I was enjoying the day myself. I went to, since you asked, went to, um, oh, we went to Washington as well. We just live right across the, the river here to Washington. So we hopped on our jet boat with a couple of friends and jetted on up to Kalama and docked our boat and had lunch at the make minimums there. Let the dogs play on the beach. It was a beautiful day. Lots of fun. And then my my dog ended up losing his toenail and bleeding all over the oh, restaurant no, patio, no. kind of <laughs> freaking people out. But no. they're, everybody there loves dogs. So it was, it was cool. I just felt bad for the, the little teeny puppy. Oh, so He couldn't, couldn't run as much. But yeah, it's great. So good yeah. good time enjoying the last very bit of summer. Last vestiges of summer. I have to get on that boat, even though it's going to be fall. Yeah, only if you like to fish. Uh, I do. I do. Fishing. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to do that sometime. Well, you bring the beer, we'll bring the bait. That's right. And hopefully my fishing arm, shoulder, would be in, in good condition for that. Oh, that's right. You're an old lady. So, right. uh, yeah. How is your shoulder going? Uh, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, all uh, right. Well, that brings us into our episode that we yeah. are. We're kicking off our solopreneur series, the second one. Uh, and we, we will be starting with Stephanie Botts. You want to tell our listeners about Stephanie? So Stephanie, she started Posture Pros. She's a hygienist. Sounds like she's been in clinical for about 13 years. She still does do uh, clinical a couple of days a week. And so her passion is get, helping colleagues reduce pain and enjoy practicing for as long as they would like. As a matter of fact, I was talking to some dentists this week about ergonomics because they're kind of fresh out of school. You know, we're getting older than the dentist. And I asked, hey, are they teaching ergonomics more uh, is it more prevalent? He, they said, yeah, that's actually one of the first things they talked about. It's good to see that there's more ergonomics. Uh, speaking of that coming out, and she also does in practice CE and courses as well. So you'll listen to the episode and learn uh, more about her, her program and more about how you can keep yourself safe and in the op as long as you like. Yeah. So look up Posture Pros and listen to the episode. Yes. You can also go to our website at arutyuan.com and the episodes will be posted there as well. And if you are a solopreneur, you have a side gig, let us know, hook up with us on our website and we would love to have you on the show as well. We are here to support you. Hit it.
My dog's here, but he's totally calm. Oh, um, what kind of dog do you have? He's a black lab. Well, oh. okay. He's a black lab mix. He's huge. He's like 120 pounds. Yeah. He's got uh, Alaska Malamute and Siberian Husky and just some big breeds mixed in there too. So, but he's oh, totally chill. I have a big black lab too. He's hundred pounds. We should bring him on the show. What was it? Maybe a few weeks before I went back to work from COVID. I was scrolling through Facebook and one of my friends was a foster and she posted a picture of Larry and it was like, love at first sight. Just, I, it was weird how that happened. Um, and two days later I had him in my home. So it was just meant to be. Oh, it is. Yeah. Dogs yeah. find you. Yeah. Hopefully Wrigley will come in. He always does. So of course, the one time I want him to, he won't. I know. <laughs> always right by my side. Yeah. Yeah. But nice to meet you. So where, where do you live? Where, where are you from? Yeah. So I, um, I live in Denver. Colorado. I've been here for like 13 years now, but I'm originally from Alaska. That's where I was born and raised as Fairbanks, Alaska. But yeah, I moved down here and, and haven't looked back. It's great. I love it here except for everything's on fire. And oh, so yeah. we have like tons of smoke here this summer. It's the worst that it's ever been here. So oh. a little crazy here, but that's okay. It keeps it interesting. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to learn more about you. Usually we just start with having you uh, pretty much tell us your story, give your little insight into yourself and your, yeah. your side business, your side gigs. I'm super excited to hear about, about you and, yeah, I'm and, happy to and, share. Your, and your journey and I'm losing my voice. So I'll let you do the talking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I am a clinical dental hygienist. I've been practicing for a little over 13 years now, and I love being a hygienist. It's uh, I work with patients. I help them increase their oral health and help them and not just their oral health, but their systemic health as well, because there's just, you know, connections between the mouth and the rest of the body. So it's been a very rewarding career and I still enjoy working with patients. However, over time, because I've been practicing for a little bit now, I have developed some musculoskeletal is issues as a result of practicing incorrectly. Uh, that's pretty common in our fields because we're hunched over, mm -hmm. we're working in a very, we're very focused on a very small field. And a lot of us, unfortunately, haven't received the adequate ergonomic education that we should have, in my opinion, to keep us safe. And the rates of disability and injury are so high, not just in dental hygiene, but for dentists and dental assistants as well. And so once I started experiencing enough pain, I decided to just take it upon myself to learn more about how to practice safer because I knew I was doing something wrong because every time I went to work and worked on patients, I was in pain. So I started doing research and um, learned a bit about ergonomics and I started practicing in a different way and I felt the benefits of that. I was much happier when I was working. I was much more comfortable. I, I found that joy again. It's, it's very hard to keep the passion and the joy alive in your career when you're in pain. So I just, I was really excited about that. And so I decided that this was something I wanted to offer the field of dentistry. And so I went back to school and got certified in ergonomics. And so now, in addition to still practicing clinically, I've started my own business. It's called Posture Pros, and I go into dental offices and offer ergonomic coaching basically to any member of the dental team to help them practice safer. And every, it's been really interesting because every position has its own 
unique quirks and every practitioner has their own unique tendencies. And it's just across the board on how people practice because we haven't all been given that standardized foundation and ergonomics. We're just all trying to figure it out. (laughs) And so we all practice in these sometimes very crazy ways. And so, um, yeah, it's been really cool to go in and help practitioners practice safer and ideally reduce the risk of injury and early retirement. Unfortunately, a lot of times in dentistry, I mean, dentists in particular have a, according to some studies, a 50% chance of early retirement because of injury. It's very scary to, you know, invest so much in your school and plan this career out and then have it cut short when you're not expecting it and then have to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your career. So my goal is to keep practitioners in the field for as long as, as they want to. Yeah, that, that's amazing and super important, 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 important because <laughs> schools are better than others at teaching ergonomics, but they don't have so much time to teach everything. And we all learn the same, you know, the same ways to sit, things like that. But like you said, everybody's different with their bodies. And like I'm yeah. ambidextrous, so it's like different for me than it would be right hand person or left hand person. And- like you've got benefits and challenges by being ambidextrous, mm-hmm. you know, and then people who are just, you know, one hand dominant, the same thing. So it's just, it's kind of like a puzzle going in and figuring it out, which is, it parallels being a dental hygienist because every patient is different. And so you're trying to figure out that puzzle too. So there's a lot of parallels between working with patients and then now what I do with working with practitioners. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And so doctors or uh, offices will have you come in and work with everybody on the team because the front office too, I used to work at a front office and my neck would go out almost just as much as it did as a hygienist Um, assistants, of course. And yeah, I work with front office too. And it's interesting people. um, I think that perception is changing as far as people thinking that sitting jobs are easy on the Mm -hmm. body, which they are uh, They're the opposite of that actually. Yeah. So I worked with, with front office as well, because there's difficulties and tendencies that they have too. And it's all about whether you're working in the front or the back, we're all doing these repetitive motion and holding these kind of awkward static postures over the day. And our body is meant to move. And so that's what I try to educate people on is the fact that, you know, holding still for hours a day is actually very damaging to the body and helping them develop habits to help um, counteract that. Mm-hmm. And do you find that um, offices are o- open to this? Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, some are. <laughs> yeah, I know time-wise, but yeah, for them, exactly. it's so much beneficial. And to keep your employees from calling in sick from a hurt back or... Yep. Yeah, and especially really. with practice owners, they they get it as far as, um, especially if they're practicing themselves, they understand because they themselves experience discomfort or pain. But as practice owners, they get the preventive side of it because it's rare that I have a practice owner that hasn't either lost an employee or has had an employee leave for a certain amount of time because of injury. And so if we can get, get out in front of that and prevent that to help them not only lose an employee, but have to go through the stress, especially nowadays of finding someone to fill that spot, they're all for it. But what's nice is when I go into the offices, I'm working with clinicians as they're seeing patients. So I'm assessing them as they're working on a patient. I'm coaching them as they're working on patients. So it's not too much a disruption in their day, which is nice. And then I'm going back multiple times to help reinforce these new habits because it's, it's hard to change. Most of us have been practicing for a while and we've developed these habits that we're not even aware of. And I have found that 
just going in and telling someone what they need to do and calling it good isn't that effective. And so I like to go back multiple times to help cement those new habits, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like showing somebody how to floss, but yeah, they got to do it over and over again. And we know that as hygienists, (laughs) we're saying the same thing to patients almost a year after a year. And it it takes a while for for people to to learn and to get that. It does, because your body automatically just goes to the same position that it's you know, stuck in kind of. Yeah. And even if you know, right. And even if you know, you know, that that's not a good position for you, it's familiar. And our, our schedules are so demanding. I don't know. I, I, I'm biased because I'm a hygienist, but there are so many things that we're trying to cram into that hour that it's, it's easier to go back to the familiar, but I really try to educate on the long-term effects, effects of these damaging postures and habits that we have, um, and, and hope to incite change that way. So a lot of my job really is education, just like being a hygienist. Yeah. Taking a second to switch positions. Cause if we're sitting in one position, so I was like, Oh, I'll just finish this. It's just yeah. this patient, but I'm like, no, it's not. You got to stop and move the chair. <laughs> yeah. Takes- and it really but doesn't you have to make take yourself that long. Do it. It does yeah, it. exactly. It doesn't take that long to like reposition the chair, but it's just, you know, change is hard and I get it. It's hard. It's hard for me to change too. It took a while for me to develop these new ergonomic habits for sure. So I understand that. But I do OSHA training too. Oh, I yeah. love OSHA too. I'm sorry. I'm oh, no, OSHA great. Oh, you <laughs> no, are. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. You could uh, teach me a few tricks or we can share a few <laughs> tricks. But one of the things is ergonomics. And so when I'm in there, like ergonomics is part of OSHA. So I'm like, when your patient doesn't want to lean back in the chair, tell them that OSHA requires them to lean back because you matter and your safety is, it's the law, right? Right. And, and that is, that's probably one of the biggest hurdles in when I'm coaching people is uh, patient. And even with me in my practice too, is, is patient objections, right? There are certain ways to phrase things that I have found are effective with patients and then compromising with the patient too, like, you know, working on the lower arch, you don't have to recline them back quite as far. And so it's like, okay, I can, I can work with this for the lower arch, but when I get to the upper, I am going to have to recline you back further. And if you need breaks, if you need to set up, just let me know. But in order to do what I need to do, that I have to position you this way. And of course there's, there's like, for example, elderly patients that they're, they're tough, not them. Like they're not Mm -hmm. tough, but their, their anatomy is hard. Their um, inflexibility and maybe some medical issues are hard. So it's not going to be perfect all the time. And that's what I try to tell clinicians is I'm not here to tell you, you have to be perfect all the time, but try to be as close to perfect as you can, like 80% of the time, because in reality, most of our patients can get into these positions that we need them to be in. So that when you have patients that come in who are elderly or who have like vertigo or, or neck or back issues, you have a little bit more gas in the tank to treat those patients when you have to break your form, but try mm-hmm. to um, practice correctly for the majority of the patients. Yeah, exactly. It brings you joy that you can do that, but you can't do that if you're doing it all day long for everybody. No, it's, it's not sustainable. And, and I'm all about, like, I do want to encourage people to practice, um, safely while they're at work, but I, what motivates me is my quality of life outside of work. And that's what I try to focus on too, with um, my clients is like, how do you want to feel after work? Do you want, do you have plans? Do you want to go somewhere this weekend? Do you want to go on a hike? Do you have a 
a plane trip that's coming up that you, you know, don't want to be super uncomfortable for. It's kind of thinking of things outside of the operatory. That's what helps motivate me. And that's really what I want for clinicians is, is a good quality of life outside of dentistry. Like we deserve that. We work hard and we deserve to enjoy our lives and not be stuck on the couch because of, um, pain or God forbid recovering from surgery or something like that. Right. To go home and be so exhausted that you can't. Yeah. Walk. And we've all been there because yeah. pretty much you're holding your breath all day and then in those awkward positions. And so you get home and you're, you're fatigued and you can't yeah. even do anything and it, it's, it's not worth it. So no. And it almost makes you resentful towards your job, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't want that to happen because then you get burnt out and then you don't want to ever go back to work again. So Yes. So you said you went and got a certification for ergonomics. Mm-hmm. What did that involve? Like- yeah. So that was, um, it was a lot of self-study. It was virtual just because of, um, the situation we're in right now. So, uh, yeah. Um, but it was a lot of self-study and then I, um, did a, it was essentially a weekend course to get certified, but, and as far as the certification process, it was learning about these foundational ergonomic principles that really apply to all professions. It's just basic ergonomics is, is the same as far as the foundation, no matter what profession you're in. But the trick was figuring out how that translated into dentistry. And so once I learned the um, foundation of ergonomics, then it was me going and observing as many people as I can and studying them. Like, having hygienists agree to let me come in and just watch them and um, watch dentists and watch dental assistants and watch the front office so that I could see what the trends were and see how I could help them. So a lot of it was really working with people saying, okay, and I, and they helped, they helped me because I'd be like, okay, sit here. How does that feel? Um, Hold the drill this way. How does that feel? And once we started figuring things out, then I could develop my coaching program based off of that. So it was a lot of, yes, it was getting certified in ergonomics, but a lot of it was just going in and, and almost doing like field study on people. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. So, so after you go into the office and you observe them, do you pull them aside later or do you, after the patient or at a certain time they work with them and kind of give them some. Well, tips? yeah, no, I'm glad that you asked that question. Cause a lot of people are like, how does this work? I don't get it. Um, because I don't want to, I'm still clinical. I understand the demands of our schedule and I don't want to disrupt, um, the day or I get very stressed out when I'm running late. And so I would hate to (laughs) cause that on anyone else. So what I do is I go in and I, like I said, I go back multiple times. So the first visit, I just do an assessment. So I spend an hour with the clinician and I'm taking photos and videos and taking notes and just discovering how they practice And then I actually come home and I analyze all of that. I form this comprehensive report full of pictures and um, my findings as far as like healthy habits, unhealthy habits, what the risk factors are. And then I go back and actually provide one-on-one coaching. And so I'll spend another hour with the practitioner as they're working on a patient. And And because I've sent them the report and some other information, they kind of already know what I'm going to be coaching them on. And so it's more just like reinforcing that as they're working. And then I go back again about a month later and um, I call it a follow-up, but it's essentially another one hour coaching session to answer any questions and then to reinforce any of those habits. And then if they want me to come back for additional visits, I will, because sometimes it's just hard. And, And Dennis, especially 
I feel like hygienists, we're pretty, you know, we've got a couple different procedures, like we've got perio maintenance, um, profi, and then SRP. So that's, there's not a whole lot of variety there, but with dentists and dental assistants, they're doing a lot more variety. And so some of them want me to come in and watch them do extractions or crown prep on upper second molars or whatever, you know? So sometimes I'll go back for multiple, multiple visits, depending on what the dentist wants me to watch them on. Yeah, that makes sense. I just, I feel, and I will do like, some people are like, I just want, um, you know, you to come in and just like assess me and coach me all at one time. And I will do that. I feel like some education is better than none, but in that, in that short of time, it's very difficult to be as comprehensive as I want to be. And so that's why I like to split it up into multiple visits. Right. So it's like getting a massage too. It's, it's great at the time, but you have to keep doing it. But I mean, this would be better. That's what I'm trying to say, because it would last longer to be able to hold yourself right. So you wouldn't need to have that massage to be like more preventative. Yeah, totally. And I do, um, CE as well on ergonomics. And one of the things that I like to talk about is most of us, it's just really interesting because as hygienists, we're very preventive minded when it comes to our patients. We're like, okay, you don't have problems yet, but this is what you need to do to prevent these problems. Because if you don't, we all know the end result is pretty predictable if people don't take care of their teeth or gums or whatever. But when it comes to us and our musculoskeletal health, a lot of us are very reactive. We're not preventive. And so we, and I, I was like this too. I started experiencing pain and then I decided to go see chiropractor, physical therapist, massage therapist, like do different workouts and stuff. And all of that is great. And I'm not discounting that at all, but if we're just coming back, if we're doing all of those things and then coming back into the operatory on Monday and re-engaging in these unhealthy habits, it's almost undoing all of that work. And so it's ergonomics is just, I see it as more, it's very um, global. Like there's a lot of different elements when it comes to taking care of our bodies, but yes, being on the preventive side with establishing good habits, whether or not you're in pain now, um, will actually, or will definitely, um, cemented the results of those ancillary type things that we do and help us be healthier for the long term. Yes, that's what we all want. So what are some of your top uh, tricks that you can give us or some tips that you can share today? Well, so, okay, one thing I want to talk about is stretching. And this isn't not the traditional stretching that we're all used to, like maybe doing some stretches before work or after work, but they're called micro breaks. And they are very brief, like 20 to 30 30 second little stretch breaks that you take every 20 minutes or so. So it's like maybe a couple times per hour appointment. And when I start talking about this, clinicians just roll their eyes and I get it because their schedules are very busy. However, taking these micro breaks, whether you're working in the back or, or the front office as well, as if you're breaking up your day and taking these small little micro breaks, it's actually clinically shown to reduce fatigue and reduce the, the risk of injury to our musculoskeletal system. So I really encourage practitioners to start incorporating that. And one thing in dental professionals, especially is um, this isometric contraption, a contraction of the upper trapezius muscle that the upper trap is the most overused and contracted muscle in dental professionals across the board. And that actually can cause things like 
headache, migraine, back issues, uh, tension, neck syndrome, all of the, it has a lot of other effects besides just pain here. And so I recommend that clinicians stretch out the trap several times throughout the day. And it could be something as simple as uh, just like leaning your head to one side, kind of tilting your head to one side until you feel a stretch here, holding that for 20 seconds on one side. Okay. We can and do then, it together. Yeah. So just like this. <laughs> yep. And there's, there's more like there's different stretches. It's hard to, Oh, I guess I am visual. So I, I know. So you can show us. Yeah. Okay. So you take, um, let me try to adjust this a little bit. So you take one hand and you point it down towards the floor. Like you're reaching for the floor. Okay. And then you take your other hand and hold the side of your head and then just gently pull it away oh, oh. from the hand that's reaching oh, towards yeah. the floor. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. It feels nice. Uh-huh. Then you hold that for 20 seconds and then you switch sides. But I actually developed a chair side stretching program for dental professionals with a local physical therapist here because I wanted to make it as easy as possible and it's not like you have to get out of the room and like bust out your yoga mat and start stretching in the middle of an appointment. You know, it's very easy. You just set your instruments down and do some stretches, but I would say that's probably one of the most important stretches that we can do while we're working clinically and doing, or like stretching the wrist out, especially for dental hygienists. Um, but those micro breaks are key. And I noticed when I started incorporating them, I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel so much just like less tension. And what it does is it not only feels awesome, but it promotes a healthy blood flow back into those muscles. And that blood flow starts healing damage that has been caused by us, you know, holding this weird position for God knows how long. So that's a really important thing. Um, another one is getting the patient's mouth where we need it to be. Um, I would say, I don't want to say hundred percent of the time, but pretty close. The patient's mouth is up too high. So we want the oral cavity to be at the level of our elbows when our elbows are bent at 90 degrees. So I'm going to try to, let me adjust my screen here. So when you're sitting, you want your arms close to your sides and your elbows bent at 90 degrees, but this is where you want the level of the patient's mouth. And a lot of times it's up here. And so we're forced to work like this, or we're, you know, really hunching and raising our shoulders. Um, but getting the patient's head where we need it to be, that's probably the, one of the biggest factors in us being able to hold neutral posture, which is the healthiest posture our body can be in. Yeah. Those are some great tips. Thank you. And these are something, some of them you could do while the doctor's doing the exam. If you're in the, in the room with them that you can do the breaks. Yeah. Right yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah. When the doc's chatting up the patient, um, you can do it obviously in between patients. If you have time, I like to tell clinicians, um, like I'll just take hygienists for example, an example, but if you're switching from using your ultrasonic to using your hand instruments, it's like, we have these key transition periods during the appointment that we can squeeze in a quick 20 second break or maybe in between scaling and polishing something like that. And then yes, absolutely. When the doctor comes in and you're waiting to chart or something like that, you can do some stretches walking down the hallway, you know, um, talking to the front office anytime, like that you're not in the patient's mouth. It's good to throw in a stretch. Yes, that's great. And you said you have CE for ergonomics. Is that Mm -hmm. CE that you have online or how do we find that information? Yeah. So I, um, I would have, I would probably say the easiest way right now to look at that is to um, follow me on social media. That's probably where I 
am the most active in putting out information. Um, I have CE, I try to do one course a month and I'm doing more in person now, but there are some virtual classes available too. So, um, yeah, hopefully in the show notes, uh, my contact information will be there as far as like where to find me on Facebook and Instagram, but I always am updating that as far as when I'm doing my next CE. Yes. Perfect. We'll make sure we put those in the show notes. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was yes. a pleasure. But before you go, we have to get our dogs on the, on the oh, camera. So yeah. I'm going to go grab my dog. Okay. Oh, you see. Okay. I'm going to put my, my desk down. Come here, Riggs. Good boy, baby. Oh my gosh, they look a lot alike. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh. they're like twins. I know. So I was saying, this is my little puppy. Oh. Little oh, they're so. Oh. You guys are like twinsies, Larry. It's a doppelganger. I just love how, I love how okay. shiny black labs are. Oh gosh. Their coats are so pretty. What color yes. eyes does yours have? Um, Like a light brown. Oh, okay. Nice. Larry's are like, I don't know if you could see, they're very like light yellow color. Uh-huh. And when I, when I saw him on Facebook, that photo that grabbed me, his eyes just were like, oh, yeah. so intense. I was like, oh my God, I need that dog right now. So cute. Yeah. He's <laughs> ready to go for another walk. So he gets, I know Larry is too. Stuff. Actually, I had to trick him getting off the couch when I said, do you want to go? And now he wants to go. <laughs> they're like, it's time for a micro break, mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dental Elements Podcast. Be sure to share, like, and subscribe.